Are you overwhelmed with your life? Is your life not what you hoped it would be? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Join me in this journey about finding true hope and joy in the midst of the circumstances of your life and learning and knowing who you really are. Welcome, y'all. It's so great to meet with y'all again today, and I want to thank y'all for joining me as I always appreciate it more than you know. Well, I made it through that season of postpartum depression. Looking back, I know that the Lord was drawing me closer to Him. I just didn't know that at the time. And I wish I could go back and tell 20-something-year-old Winton that there would be a lot more trials that would come her way, but that in every single one of them, God would be faithful. He is always faithful. Brett and I attended the church that we got married in that I actually grew up in, and it was a different denomination than what he had grown up in. And it was during this season when our children were little that we decided to go to a different church, and it was very difficult for me to leave the church that I grew up in, but I just knew that it was the right thing to do for us and for our family. So we started attending another church, and like I said, it, it was just a season where the Lord was really drawing me to him. I don't think I realized that there was so much I didn't know. So we put our house on the market, our first little house, and we sold it and moved into an apartment. We'd bought a lot. We prayed about this lot and we were going to build a house. And this was the season that changed our lives drastically. Brett was the general contractor of this home. He had always wanted to build a house. He's very handy, has a mechanical mind. He can fix anything. There's not actually a lot he can't do. So we started building this house, contracting it out ourselves. And as he says, his really own experience other than his giftings were that he had watched many, many episodes of this old house. We moved into this house when the kids were three and five. We had raw sheetrock and unpainted trim and a house with no furniture. We had run out of money. The bank wouldn't give us any more. We had drained our savings account, and it was a nightmare. This has been over 20 years ago, and looking back, And seeing what a pivotal time that was in our life is really very sweet to look back. But going through that season was not sweet. I can assure you of that. The fairy tale that I had signed up for was the perfect house with the perfect family. And this was not meeting the expectation that I had. I had a case of the if onlys. If only our house was finished. If only we had more money. If only this, it was all based on what I felt like would make me happy. Again, it was an ideal that I had created in my mind for what I thought the perfect life would be. It was the life that I had signed up for. Moving into a house that was unfinished and I couldn't buy furniture. I couldn't buy, I mean, I couldn't even buy shelves for the pantry We didn't even have any shrubs in the front yard. It was not what I had signed up for. I was so gripped with fear, anxiety, and I could tell I was starting to get depressed again. It was just overwhelming and more than I could handle. During this season, Brett and I were very active at our new church. We had a great group of friends, 
and we went on a marriage retreat. And on the way home from the marriage retreat, I was looking out the window and I was trying to decide how I was going to tell him that I was leaving. I didn't want to be married to him anymore. I was tired of everything we were dealing with and trying to get along and trying to do life together. And I didn't feel like we were on the same page and it's not what I'd signed up for. And I didn't finish college. So in my mind, and good gracious, if my mom's listening, I don't even think she knows this. She might, she's driving. She might need to pull over. She might run off the side of the road. But I was just like, I'm just going to take my kids. I'm going to move in with my mom and I'm going to finish school and I'm going to figure it out. Well, that night, We went to church. It was a Sunday night. We had never gone to church before on a Sunday night, but we were encouraged to go to church because we had a new pastor to young families, and we were encouraged to go listen to him preach. And I was getting ready for church, and I was putting on my mascara, and I had never heard the Lord speak to me before. I didn't know what that was like. I didn't know what that really meant. As I was putting on my mascara, I heard it was not an audible voice, but it was so clear in my spirit. I just knew that I knew that I knew. And I heard the Lord say, I will not honor you leaving your husband. I remember it really took me back. I was like, whoa. I mean, it heard it loud and clear. So at church that night, the pastor prayed that the Holy Spirit would pierce somebody's heart And his message would speak to somebody. I remember his prayer so very well. And I remember thinking how amazing it was. I felt like while he was preaching, he could read my mind. I heard him say, you're thinking if only my husband made more money, if only I lived in a different house, if only this, if only that. It was everything that I was feeling, everything that I was experiencing, he was saying I had never in my life had anything like that happen to me before, and I started crying. I could not stop crying, and I knew that God was doing something. I didn't know what he was doing, but I knew he was doing something. We were walking to the car after the service, and I could not stop crying, and Brett said, are you okay? What's going on with you? And I said, I'm fine. This is between God and me. I obviously was not going to share with him what I had been thinking, and it wasn't until years later that I actually did. During this season, Rebecca went to ballet, and I took her every Monday, and there weren't a lot of people that waited for their kids, but there was a lady that was always in there, and I did not know her name, and we would sit there every Monday, and we'd talk, and then Monday after Monday, I got closer to her, still did not know her name, and I started sharing my heart with her. I started telling her my struggles, what I was struggling with, our home situation, and I did not realize it at the time, but that was a divine appointment. The Lord had strategically placed her there for such a time as that. I needed her. I needed to hear what she had to offer me, and God used her in my life. I later learned that her name was Maggie, and while we were sitting in ballet one time, she was telling me she played the tambourine at her church, and I thought, oh my Lord. I mean, y'all, I did not grow up in a church with tambourines. That was the weirdest thing I'd ever heard. So I liked her and she was helping me, but I was keeping her at a distance because she played a tambourine. So during that time, there was a lot going on. I called my dad one night and my daddy went to bed really early because he got up 
I mean, the man got up at like four o'clock in the morning and I called him one night. It was eight o'clock. And I said, Daddy, I just cannot live like this anymore. I just have so much anxiety and fear. And he's like, well, you know, that's your default. That's what you've lived with your whole life. And I needed to overcome that. But I didn't know how to overcome that. We don't know what we don't know. So daddy said, we need to pray over you. We need to come over and love on you and do some ministry with you. And I was like, well, can you come now? I mean, y'all, he lived 30 minutes away. I think he went to bed at 830 or nine. And what did daddy do? Of course, what you as a parent do, he came over. And it was really, really good. And this was a time in my life where my dad and I, our relationship had been healed. He he and I were very close. He was teaching me a lot about who God was and the word of God. And he told me, went and I feel responsible for this financial situation that y'all are going through. I had prayed for years that y'all would stop keeping up with the Joneses. And I said, well, Daddy, if you hadn't have prayed this, how would we have grown? You know, maybe we would have. I mean, I believe the word of God says in James that the prayers of the righteous avail much. And the Lord was answering Daddy's prayers. And I felt like good would come from it. It says in Romans 8.28 that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And we did love the Lord, and I did believe he was calling us for his purposes, and he was going to work good from what was happening. And there was so much going on in our lives. Brett was working for his family, and he had decided he wanted to take a different road, so he's interviewing with a different company, and that was really stretching us and not an easy process. And a lot of fear was coming in in different ways with finances and his job and the what-ifs, and it was a lot. My point in telling you all this is God was using my dad and he was using Maggie and there were just all these divine appointments that he was setting up for me. So I was reading the paper one day and I loved reading the lifestyle section. It typically had somebody's home in there and I loved to decorate. And of course, I couldn't even afford to decorate. I couldn't even afford. Well, I was going to say. I couldn't even afford to put food on my table, but that's not true because my husband was in the restaurant business and we never would go hungry. So I was, you know, just trying to make ends meet and certainly wasn't going to be decorating my house, but I have always loved to decorate. I've always loved homes and I would always look at the homes that they would feature in the local newspaper. And it was typically somebody's home locally that you could see. And there was an article with this precious family sitting on their front porch and I did not know them. And I started reading the article and they talked about how when they built that house, they put scriptures up. They wrote them on the sheetrock and the framing, and I just thought that was really cool. That was not something that the people that I was friends with did, not that there was anything wrong with them. That was just something I wasn't used to, and I just thought that was amazing. And I said, I want to meet this chick. That's what I said. Didn't know her. Knew the family of who her husband was because I had gone to high school with some of his family members. So I'm at ballet with Maggie one day. And she says, um, I would like to invite you to a Bible study. Well, okay. First of all, I'm like, if it's at your church, I ain't going because you play the tambourine and I'm not going to a church Bible study where there's a tambourine played. So my first question was, um, where is it? And she said, 
oh, it's at my friend's house. And I thought, oh, okay, I can do a friend. And I said, um, who is it? And she said, her name's Debbie. And she told me her last name. And I said, was her house just in the newspaper? And she said, yes. I was like, oh, my gosh. Now, y'all, that's not a coincidence. So God was just working mightily. So I go over to Debbie's house, matter Bible study and awesome women. That's in the spring. I'm doing a Bible study, really getting to know these women, loving these women. And it ended. And then Debbie called me that summer and she said, hey, the Lord's really put you on my heart to invite you to another Bible study at my house this summer. And it was older women leading it. At the time, they were in their 60s. And I'm at this time probably 29. And she said, they are generals in the army of the Lord. And I was like, okay, what, whatever that means. I didn't really know what that meant. And I went to the Bible study and, oh, did I learn a lot. I remember, I still have my notebook. I remember one of the things that I heard the first time I went was, you've got to stop focusing on your circumstances and focus on the Lord. And I've never forgotten that because, y'all, I was focusing on every single thing that I could see in front of me, and I was not focusing on the Lord. Everything that I was focused on were worldly things, the perfect house, the perfect husband, the perfect job, you know, all the if onlys, they were all worldly things. And I want to read a scripture to you It's from John chapter four, Jesus is speaking to the woman at the well, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Second Corinthians four sixteen through 18. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. There is a scripture that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all these things shall be added unto you. God promises to provide for all of our needs. There is nothing wrong with having nice things. If we put things before our father, that is wrong because it's empty. You can have the big house. You can have the nice car. You can have the perfect job and you can be empty. From the outside looking in, we looked like we had it all. My husband's career track was good from the outside looking in. You know, we had the beautiful home. My children wore the matching smocked clothes that my mother graciously bought for us because I certainly couldn't afford them. We had the country club membership that we couldn't afford. And from the outside looking in, we looked perfect, but we were drowning. We were drowning. And I know that y'all know people like that. And I know some of y'all listening, you may be in that situation. And I want you to know there is hope and our hope is in Christ. So back to the few things that I learned, my peace will never come from a circumstance because circumstances change. People change. 
And when we put our trust in other people and we put our trust in things and it gets taken away, then we're going to crumble. But Jesus never changes. He'll never let us down. He's always there. And our hope is in him. That is going to be my stability. James chapter one, verse one says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Well, last time I checked, I wasn't perfect and I wasn't complete. And I think that that ain't going to happen until Jesus comes back or I'm home with him. But we are complete in him. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I went to this Bible study at Debbie Reel's house and I never parked in the driveway and I didn't park in the driveway through the whole three month Bible study before. But this one day I parked in the driveway and she had this huge driveway. You could fit so many cars in it. And y'all guess what? I couldn't get out. So the women were praying and they were very powerful prayers. I had never been in a group like this before. And at the time, it was a little weird, but I'd never heard such faithful prayers. And they were praying scripture. I didn't know that at the time, but they were praying scripture and they were believing God's promises for them today. They were praying for their children. We were praying for our nation. We were praying for people that were sick. And I remember I went to leave and I couldn't leave. And I feel like the Lord said to me, you are straddling the fence, Winton. You cannot walk with me and straddle the fence. So you have to choose. And I said, I'm, I'm coming over the fence with you. And I remember I was thinking, oh, my word, if my friends could see me now, I had such a fear of man. I still struggle with that. And that was really the beginning of a journey for me. And I remember my friend Debbie really walked me through that season of anxiety and fear. And after Bible study one day, I was like, will you please pray for me? Y'all, I mean, I was so desperate. She's like, what do you want me to pray about? I've already prayed for you. And she was getting kind of frustrated. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, why is she getting frustrated with me? And she prayed. And she's like, I don't understand. Like, you can pray these prayers. You've got to believe. And I said, well, we can't afford our house. And oh, my God, we're going to go bankrupt. And we're going to go into foreclosure. And I was crying. And she's like, are you paying your bills? I said, yes. She said, that when the, quit saying you're going to go bankrupt. She said, God is our provider, not your husband's job. God is our provider. And she taught me so much about letting go and letting God and understanding who he was. Now, we had gotten ourselves into this mess and there were consequences for that. Okay, but God can turn things around. This is when we started tithing, when it absolutely did not work on paper. There was no way we could do that. We started doing that. Brett and I started praying together. We surrounded ourselves with community of other believers. We were being discipled and we were studying the word and really growing in our faith. I remember him coming home and being 
really weary of what we were going through one night. And I was actually encouraging him. And you know how when you'll go through things with your spouse and sometimes they're encouraging you and you're down and then the next time they're down and you're encouraging them. And I remember saying to him, you know what? We can always get more money. I'm thankful we're not sick. You know, neither one of us are sick. And I, in that season, went from being afraid and being scared to believing to believing God for more than what I was seeing with my natural eyes. I didn't know how we were going to get out of that situation, but I started believing that he would provide because he is my provider. The word says that he is my provider, not his family business and not the business he was trying to get into. So I want to encourage you today, if you're in a situation that is overwhelming you, you don't feel like you are going to get out of it. You don't know how you're going to get out of it. I'm going to tell you something. There is a way out. Seasons don't last forever. During this season, I said, Lord, and my sweet friend Debbie taught me to pray this. Lord, what is it that you want to teach me in this season? Help me learn. Show me what you want to show me in this season. I pray that the God of hope fills you with his peace today. If you are struggling and afraid, tell him. It's okay. He knows. Just tell him. You don't have to go to him with this eloquent prayer. You can go to him broken. You can go to him angry. It's not anything he doesn't already know. And he will meet you right there. Ask him for wisdom. The Bible says if we ask him, he will give it to us. His wisdom. Ask him for wisdom. Ask him for knowledge, discernment. He will give it to you. Might not be today. But I promise if you're tethered to him and you're reading his word and you're listening for his voice, the Bible says that we will know his voice, that we will not know the voice of a stranger. And I pray that you will know his voice and not know the voice of a stranger. That was a very difficult season that we went through. And gracious, if we had known what was coming down the pike, but we didn't praise the Lord. But he gave us everything that we needed and he gives you grace for today. And every trial that came our way, he gave us grace and he had mercy on us. And we've been through a lot since then. So I just want to encourage you today that if you're having a hard time, you will get through this. And I want to thank y'all for listening. Please subscribe and write a review. It just helps get the word out there. And until next time.